You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia. And as usual. Yes, as usual. <laughs> um, and today I am joined by Shauna. Hello. And Pastor Matt. Hi. And like three flies that won't leave us yeah, alone. Yeah, super annoying. Um, and David is home, not feeling well today. So hi, David. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> we have the usual We're level. We're super excited for yeah. you to, to listen, David. The usual level of enthusiasm here. So. <laughs> well, the, the fun thing for me is David just preached on the second half of Ephesians 4. And we're going to talk about Ephesians 4 today. And so he's going to be listening to this going, that's not what I said. That's not wow. what I meant. Yeah. And uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, well, that's what I'll you get teach for him. staying home. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's true. I think we'll probably yeah. get his ideas right. But, <laughs> but so I'm sure he'll have something to say. He always, he, right? Yeah, very always. seldom. Yeah. But we miss you. Yeah, we do. Oh, yes. Um, so it's November. It is November. Yeah. And November 2nd. Are, I feel like it's like as soon as Halloween is over, it's full on Christmas everywhere. And I, oh man, I just struggle with that a little bit. Like I love Christmas, and but I need a little time. I need like a little buffer period yeah. between Halloween and then. Just so busy. Yeah. Well, yeah. and yeah. normally I think, and I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to make it sound like you're not normal. You're a normal person. <laughs> but let's not, let's of, not go right? there. Whoa. But, but a normal person has the ability, if they want to, to push Christmas Christmas Christ- away yeah. until Thanksgiving is over. Right. You, as we were just talking in staff meeting, you don't have that option, right? Because we have to start planning Christmas. And so um, whether it's the children's mm-hmm. program or... When are we decorating the church or what's Christmas Eve going to look like? We have to start dealing with it now. And so for you, you're just front and center. So it's even harder. Well, and I mean, it's just everywhere on TV Mm -hmm. and on Hobby Lobby. See, this is why I don't go to Hobby Lobby. Oh, man. You know, the only time I'm really in Cedar Rapids mostly is on Sundays. And they're not open. Man, no Chick fil A. I don't eat Chick fil A either. Right? Like, it's just. Is, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always <laughs> yeah. cow to eat. Mm. And so I think given my choice between chicken mm. and cow, I'll I'll always pick cow. Yeah. Mm. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so chapter four. Yeah. It's you, a good one. Um, so you started us off. I did. And then David wrapped up chapter four on Sunday. Um, what are some of your uh, other thoughts that you had? I know that you can't possibly squeeze everything into a sermon that you want to squeeze into a sermon in the allotted time. <laughs> Unless you go to 51 minutes yeah, like, like David. <laughs> I don't know. We see you, David. I, I actually felt really good about squeezing everything into the allotted time uh, for Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. Um, because um, I did. Uh, but... That was another shot at David. And, <laughs> and then I worried it was too subtle. So I was going to go back and make sure <laughs> make he knew sure. that was what, what yeah, I was, it was doing too there. Subtle. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think just chapter four in general, and we've said this, I don't know. There's this kind of the, the old axiom, right? That uh, about the time you're getting sick of saying it, people are getting, they're, they're, they're finally just getting now it. hearing yeah. it. Right. Um, it, 
to me, it feels like people are probably sick of hearing us say that Ephesians 1 through 3 mm-hmm. is, is first by design because it's what builds us up in this understanding of who we are in Christ, this new body that and David made this point on Sunday, right? That, you know, Jew or Gentile doesn't matter. You were all outside looking in. Now we all get to be a new creation and together we can all come near to God and be part of this body. Um, and in light of that, we need to embrace this new body. And, and I feel like that's, that's been the whole thrust. And, and, and what Paul's doing in this letter to the church in Ephesus is just explaining it in piecemeal. Like, what does it look like to now be walking in this new way of life? Um, and I, I, the reason that I love the, the letter to the church in Ephesus is because, and we've said this again ad nauseum, right? It's not corrective as much as it's meant to be instructive. Uh, you go mm-hmm. back to Corinthians or some of these other letters that, that Paul writes, Colossians, and, and, and there's, a, there's a, a tone of correction. Like, you're doing it wrong, so you have to fix these things. But here, he's, he's just laying out uh, methodically, like, if this is you, then this is who you'll be. And, and that's, I feel like that's what chapter four does to excess, right? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, um, walk in this manner worthy of the calling that you've received. Uh, and, and goes into great detail about what that is to walk worthy of the calling. And the calling is to be a Christian, to get to be part of this temple of God, this body of Christ, this new creation. And um, one of the issues I have with Christians today, myself included, mm-hmm. is that that feels normal. Like somehow uh-huh. that's just ho-hum kind of information mm-hmm. or somehow that's our we deserve that or whatever it is. But I mean, when he's saying like walk worthy of this great gift that you've been given of being made new in Christ, being saved from death, like all of this, that is radical and new. And honestly, he shouldn't have to say anything other than walk worthy, Mm -hmm. right? Because it should be so stark in us that man, God did that for me. And that's crazy. And so, of course, I want to walk worthy of that. Mm. And it just doesn't make sense that we don't. Yeah. Um, Yet know. still don't do it on our own accord. Mm. Like, though we, I mean, I think um, chapter 4, verse 2, I had written down the graces of God mm-hmm. um, that you had yeah. talked about. And it's like so many of these times we try to have humility and gentleness and patience and and try to do that on our own when we're never going to do that on our own. Like that has to come from the Holy spirit. I have, I can't Mm. tell you the number Mm. of times I have said to myself, (laughs) be gracious. Right. Yeah. Stop it. Like, I mean, I've literally said in my head, Matt, stop, stop, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, honestly, you guys Mm. along with my family probably experience Mm. it more than the average person that Mm. that is not a thing. Like, like when I say, yeah, I struggle with gentleness Right, you know, sure. when I struggle to speak mm-hmm. truth and love, like that is a struggle. Like right, I'm not sure. just saying that so I can right. have a false modesty. Yeah. Like it is a thing. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't yeah. think the and intention behind it is 
bad always. Right. I think that's just how you're wired. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so too. Yeah. Well, but I, I think that's that what truth happens. And grace. It's what happens yeah. when yeah. we do it on our own. Right. Absolutely. Right. Is, yeah. is I don't think our intention is ever bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but when we we try to do these things in our own strength. Right. Right. They yeah. always will fall short. Yeah. They'll always yeah. be and wanting. be exhausting. And yes. Yeah. And then and, we're like, well, exhausting, yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Because even yeah. if it goes well, right, it's it took still every, every yeah ounce mm-hmm. of of willpower yes. that i had yep and i'm out mm-hmm. and then even yep, worse absolutely. if it goes badly mm-hmm. it took every ounce that i had and i still fell so, short yeah. and so that just feels damning right. yeah right absolutely. like oh yeah. the, the weight of it and and mm-hmm. so you're right like recognizing these are graces of god mm-hmm. and david said the same thing in the mm-hmm. second half of the, of of the chapter that it's not about outward conformity, right? Mm-hmm. But about the transformation mm-hmm. that comes through the gospel, the renewing of our mind. Yep. Um, and, and so, that's mm-hmm. just that's the rub for Christians, right? Is mm-hmm. that that it's not about trying harder, but at the same time we have to try harder, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that just feels contradictory. Sure. Yep. But it's not. Again, the the issue just is that that I can't be humble on my own, right? I can try as hard as I can to be humble. Um, and, and that is on me, right? I have to wear wear that. I have to carry the weight of that. But at the same time, I have to know and operate in the truth that the only way I'll be successful is because it's a grace of God mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit empowers me to live this way. And so I feel like for Christians, this is so confusing. Um, to live in this tension of, yes, it's on me, but no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we can understand that in an abstract term, but to really get in the nitty gritty of it in, in these individual things that we're trying to grow in, mm-hmm. it's really hard, right? Like we say in prayer, right? We pray like it depends on us, um, but we know it depends on God. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 you know, when we sure. plan activities or when we do services, right? We, we prep for a service. We, we do an order of service. The worship team rehearses. The sound guys run through all their checks. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, when I, when I do a sermon, I've done it. I've prepped it. I've gone over it again and again and again, right? We do all of that work like it depends on us. Mm-hmm. And then we go out and we have a Sunday morning worship service where we know it all depends on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that tension that we have to live in. And it's the same for these individual things like somebody struggling with addiction, um, sexual addiction, lust, alcohol, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you've got to do better, but you can't do better without the Holy Spirit. Right. And so you've got to, you've got to do this in conjunction with the spirit, helping you pull these roots up. And it's, it's just a hard thing to, to navigate. And, and that's, that's why Paul's giving it so much time and attention. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just that, that is the tension of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no formula. It's messy. Yeah. Yep. So Two Sundays ago, you're, um, you talked a lot about unity. That yeah. That was like the best yep. of that. So, and I think you talked about this, but I can't remember now, um, the difference between unity and uniformity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think uniformity is where we're all compelled, um, forced almost, to have the same opinion. Right. Like if as a and and hopefully you guys don't believe this is true, but but if as the senior pastor, you know, we had staff meetings and at the end of staff meeting, it was like, well, this is what we're doing and get on board and like it. And that's all there is to it. And, you know. Um, then, then that would be me forcing uniformity mm-hmm. as opposed to like we, when David's like master, 
Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah. I felt bad. I did. Come on. Um, but but as opposed to what we, I, I, I think what we typically try to do in these things is we sit and we have a conversation and, and everybody's mm-hmm. free to share their point of view or their opinion or whatever. And then ultimately we land somewhere. And the ask isn't that we all got there the same way or that we all have the same thought, but that when we do make a decision, that we then are unified in mm-hmm. moving forward in that direction. Right, yeah. It kind of makes me think of our conversation earlier about you and David landing in different places mm-hmm. as far as certain um, things that aren't essential. Right, non-essential doctrine, yeah. yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, you guys can still have unity, even though mm-hmm. you don't always agree on those things. You don't have to both agree, you know, mm-hmm. just like with, like, complementarianism right. or something. Like, we can all still do church together, even if we don't all mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and, and I think that's how we grow and evolve. I mean, if we were all exactly the same and had the same gifts and talents, I mean, it's going to be a lot more limited on who we can reach. Yeah. And I mean, so to bring different gifts to the table and I mean, I know like Malia and I have very different um, ideas on certain things, but I mean, it's nice to all come together and you see something evolve that wouldn't have just with one. Yeah, I think that, view, I guess. that's one of the, the great things about our staff, the way it's mm-hmm. constructed, oh, right? Sure. And, and I think something that churches, organizations in mm-hmm. general, but churches in particular, yep. need to be mindful about when they construct staff, when, yeah. when we get to the, the privilege right. mm-hmm. of having um, multiple staff on board. Yeah, and, sure. and honestly, if, if we go back, that's one of the reasons that way back when when vince and i were here mm-hmm. sure. that's one of the reasons that that we hired malia's position yep. and that she was such a great fit for it yep. sure. is because we needed somebody that thought differently right. that approached things yep. more methodically and more intentionally you know yep. like oh, for sure. uh, just a different yep. perspective and so i feel like the way that we're constructed now with the four of us mm-hmm. we've we've got we've got a lot of different thoughts and ideas yeah. and and leanings and bents yeah. that come into it and then together mm-hmm. we're able to come up with i hope yeah the best right way forward to be following god and to be to be worshiping and moving mm-hmm. um and, and ministering and then when we do that we get to do it right with unity yep. right exactly. so we don't all yeah. think the same but yep. when we go we go in unity and and that's yep. That's the difference between the two. I think the elders are because I've I've gotten to be like close in. I've seen that mm-hmm. for the last seven and a half years, yeah. right? The elders have always excelled at that, mm-hmm. right? Of of you know we've all got different thoughts that come into this, but at the end of the day, when a decision is made, and we won't rush decisions, mm-hmm. right? But when a decision is made, we all own it, yeah, and we champion it, and that's where we're going, and yep. we're unified, and so. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the way it is in yeah. a body, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, because, and Proverbs talks about this all the time, right? The, the gossip, the mm-hmm. rumors, the tongue, the the backbiting, like these things are, they're markers of fools mm-hmm. and they ruin. And yeah. so we just have to be real careful about that. When we move forward in unity, we don't have those issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and unity doesn't mean we always do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't Tim. mean that the elders are, are always dictating, well, this is, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about that at our elder meeting just a couple days ago. Um, the fine line for elders of figuring out, well, we are in a position of leadership, so we need to lead, but we also want to mm-hmm. be in a position where we're getting feedback and we're hearing and we're, and, and it's, it's just yeah. figuring out again, how to, how to, how to walk that messy mm-hmm. 
part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, for one, I love that you and David land in different places on, on different things. I, it's so it's fun, mm-hmm. and I like hearing all, you know, both well, sides of and, things. And, 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 you know, to... to go, David and I are both so sarcastic yeah. and dry yeah. when it comes to that. I have never noticed. By- <laughs> she says sarcastically. Right. Uh, you know, so, so to somebody who doesn't know any better, it can probably feel like we're bickering or we're, right. but really we're not. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, like this is, that's just personality wise, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Like we're just having some fun mm-hmm. and, and yeah. kind of going yeah. through that process. And yeah, we're um, going to start popping popcorn for staff yeah. meetings, Malia well, and I, as I know, we watch like, the show. Uh, I'm that... going to bring some next week when we podcast mm-hmm. on awesome. uh, our, a plug for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, so, but that's a perfect example, right? Yeah. We, we mm-hmm. land in different spots, but uh-huh. in unity, mm-hmm. we move the church yes. forward yeah. in, yeah. in all things. I, I will say this for, um, for one of our elders, Lowell. Lowell is like if Lowell is 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 scripting a church, like if, if he's creating his own church from the ground up, like it doesn't always look like Blessed Hope looks. Sure. Right? That's that's not necessarily mm-hmm. but Lowell's committed to being here and serving here. And so while he may throw some, you know, and, and, and he may have some suggestions or things, ultimately he moves forward in unity with the church because that's good for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And and he right. does that intentionally. And I think that's the attitude that we all need to be able to have. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as sure. we as we do this together. Because we are all, as Paul says, one body, mm-hmm. one faith, yep. one baptism, one Lord, one God over everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where yeah. we're locked in. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good segue into um, the section that talks about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I intentionally was looking at David while you yeah. were preaching that. And he had his hand rubbing his temple. Yeah. He had his head down. He looked very um, just, it was a hard for him to listen to. So, so, and so I'm kind of sad he's not here today because I'm yeah. sure he would love to explain his you know, stance on that or whatever. So. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think I can explain his stance. He can give you more about why, you know, mm-hmm. the veracity that he lands there. Um, you know, the fivefold ministry. Let's, um, what section? Of oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. So we're talking, um, uh, we're starting here in verse 11, right? That he gave, this is, this is God through the Holy Spirit, Christ through the Holy Spirit gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood and the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's a lot of words there, but but mm-hmm. basically it's this idea that Christ gave through the Holy Spirit these offices, these positions, um, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherds, teachers. And that those offices exist in the church. Um, and, and David and I both agree with that wholeheartedly. Those offices exist in the church. Um, you get some people who would say, no, apostles stopped being a thing when those original 12 and Paul died. Um, we don't see that. That's I think apostle doesn't, not with the same authority, but apostle in one who casts vision and who who takes this message in, in unique ways. Uh, prophets aren't necessarily the ones who spoke, you know, um, that, that God would, would give them messages for Israel or for the other nations. But still, there are prophets who, who God gives a special message to for a body or for an individual, and, and it jives with the Word of God. And so those, those things exist. 
the fivefold ministry would teach, what David would, would I think, ascribe to, um, is that every believer fits into one of those offices, right? And and he would, I think, I, you know, speaking for him, um, so if I'm wrong, I, I'll apologize, but I think when he goes up here... I'm sure he'll let you know. Uh, but grace was given in verse 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So, so it, it says grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, and then it lists those offices, those gifts of, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So I think he would say, no, each one of us fits in one of those offices. Um, uh, here's the thing. I don't. I don't have like a real strong, like, oh, that's wrong for these reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's just not the way that I read it. Um, it's great. I think a lot of people fit in those offices. I think those offices are very important. Um, you know, so I don't have any problem with us saying, hey, look at the fivefold ministry. Uh, where do you fit in that? Mm -hmm. um, okay. I mean, I think that's a fine thing for us to ask and for us to challenge people to look at those and see where they might fit. If somebody said to me, I don't think I fit in any of those. I think my spiritual gift is over here and this is where I thrive. I'm not going to say, no, 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 no. You got to fit in here somewhere. I, I, that, I just wouldn't be that, mm -hmm. that um, firm about it. But I do think all of these roles exist in the church. Um, and when they work together and properly function in the church, I think then the church thrives with, with helping grow believers and witness and evangelize and disciple new people. And, and it's a cycle that just keeps going. So I don't know if that answers the question well enough. And like I said, I, I as a guy that's not full in on, on the fivefold ministry, um, I'm sure there's more intricacies there that, that David or Lowell or somebody else could share. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would just I would just say like I'm not I'm not opposed to everybody fitting in there. I just don't see mm -hmm. that exactly, but I, I certainly think these gifts are these offices are common mm -hmm. um, and people fit in them. Um, and they exist, I think, again, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the of the ministry. And so um, you know, I always think that that there are people appointed in these offices existing there for a very specific reason to help grow the body. Mm -hmm. um, and I think no matter how we land on fivefold ministry, we would all say that these offices exist to mature and equip the body to do the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. We don't pay people to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have people in place to help us grow so that we can do the work. Um, so how would this be? It's like hiring a personal trainer, right? You don't hire, I've never hired a personal trainer, but <laughs> if I did, it wouldn't be so that I could watch him work out. <laughs> it would, weird. it would be so I that mean, he that could. might be why you would hire one. Right. No. <laughs> that, that, well, was, that was, that was low. Well, well, yeah. well, I have a donut. <laughs> right? Like I'm going to eat a donut, Listen, you work, you work out, out and happens. then count it to my credit. <laughs> but, but yeah. that's what we assume church. Sometimes we get into right. this consumer mindset or this country club mindset. We kind of assume that's what church is like, right? Like, like mm -hmm. we've paid them to go do it. Right. Um, and, and we're good. Just watching and spectating. Mm -hmm. But the reality is no, 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 no. We've got people in place to equip us so that we can go do it. Like I, you know, people that are like, um, you know, if the church isn't growing, well, the pastor's not, you know, doing his job to make the church grow. And it's like, yeah, we could always do better. Mm -hmm, right. Sure. But 
you know, are you mm-hmm. out there sharing the gospel with your neighbors and, and getting into these conversations or any number of other areas yeah. when sure. the, the poor aren't being fed, right? Why aren't the pastors feeding the poor? Right. Well, you know, it turns out that, you know, we all need to be a part of this mission and that's why the equipping happens so that we can all be there. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's where unity comes from, mm-hmm. right? Unity doesn't always just come from thinking the same thing. And in fact, I mean, that, that's yeah. the, that's what we've been talking about. Like mm-hmm. there are like even this fivefold ministry, David and I won't, we're not drastically different there, but we don't think about it the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. But we are unified in how we move forward because what are we doing? We are using the gifts that we're given to encourage people to grow and helping equip people for the work of the ministry so that when they do it, we are all working together mm-hmm. to glorify God and to do the work. And that's, that's where unity flows sure. from. Mm-hmm. So how does this section speak to people in the church as far as um, service in the church goes like I mean whether you land with David in the fivefold ministry and like everybody fits into one of these things or whether you land the other place where some people do in the church um, what does that say to to someone that is in the church and maybe isn't using their spiritual gifts or haven't found a place to serve yeah I think what it says is that as people are equipped right as the church does its job, and I think this is, I, I said this when I, when I preached a couple weeks ago, and I'll say the same thing. As the leadership, the staff, and the elders, and the pastors in the church, as we do our job, right, there are ministries in place that are helping people grow and being equipped. And health then comes from not whether or not the ministries look nice. But health comes from whether or not the ministries are actually accomplishing people then doing the work of the ministry. And so um, I guess what I'd say, if if there's somebody listening that's like, you know, I'm not really plugged in. I'm just kind of showing up and I'm kind of, you know, I'm being challenged and I'm growing and, and I'm doing some personal things, but I'm not really plugged into the life of the church. I guess what I would say is, is that, um, that hurts the body right? It hurts the body because health is when we are all being equipped and we're all doing our part. Um, and and that's what he says, right? That way we're not, we're not blown around by, by every wind and every doctrine and every goofy teaching, right? Then we, um, we're all working together, everybody doing their part. Nobody's carrying an extra load because here's what I can promise you. If somebody is showing up and not participating, somebody else is carrying their weight. Um, and it may not, it may not be somebody they know. It may not be somebody they interact with, but somebody else is carrying their weight. Um, and, and the church is healthiest when we all are getting actively equipped and we're all doing the work of the ministry and the work of the ministry is internal building each other up. But the work of the ministry is also external bringing the gospel to people that need to know it, right? That's our whole mission is bringing a hurting world, the hope of Jesus. So the work of the ministry here in large degree is taking the gospel to people that need to know it. So we, we just don't want that to land on. I mean, that's, that's what happens in every charitable organization, every nonprofit organization. If you lump churches in there, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the lifting, but that's not the way God designed it to be. Um, let's move on to the next section that David uh, preached on on Sunday, 
Um, did you have any follow-up thoughts or um, things that came up as you were listening? No, you, you know what? I, I just I thought he did a, a, just such a good job of, of framing that in a way that um, that encourages us um, to embrace who we are, right? Because, and this is, again, we talk about this messy tension of the Christian life and, and it exists for all of us, right? That we have this draw to this old way, right? And we have this offer of the new way and all of us live in this tension of, I want that, but I feel stuck here. And, and so I thought the way he, you know, kind of, um, presented that and made some good analogies and, and, you know, with, with funny money. the, yeah, this, this, <laughs> this counterfeit goodness, right. And who doesn't love seeing Kevin in a, in, in a, in a gift doing, doing some stuff. Right. But, but I, I think that that's the deal, right. Is we're all stuck. And Paul says it, Paul says it in a couple different spots. He's like, man, how wretched am I? Because I don't do the things that I want to do. And I do the things that I don't want to do. He's like, I, you know, I'm the worst sinner there is because I, I keep sinning even though I don't want to. Well, he's not alone. We right. all, yeah. we all get stuck in that. And, and that's, you know, that's just something we have to move away from. And so I thought he did a great job of, of laying that out. And I also loved that he reminded um, that grief mm -hmm. is different than anger. Yeah. Um, and, and. I mean, yeah. Paul writes it as clearly as he can, right? We know this in our own life that when we grieve, we're not mad, we're just grieved. Mm -hmm. um, but yet somehow when we read that, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, we look at it like it's this, oh, like, you know, boy, if you push yeah, the Holy Spirit too far, you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, God disciplines us when he needs to, but, but the crux of what Paul's saying there is that when you won't let go of your old life, that brings sorrow to the God who paid a price for you yeah. and purchased you and made you new and gave you gifts and unified you with this body. And, and, and you've got so much more. Why would you settle? And, and so it, it's not making God mad. It, it's hurting him because he loves us and he wants good for us. I feel like there's yeah. so much in the Bible that's so easy to, to grasp mm -hmm. if we look at it like we do right. with our kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? Like yep, yep. when my mm -hmm. kids settle for less than yep. it hurts me right. for them. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I get frustrated sure. and, and whatever, but, right. but I have sorrow yeah. because I'm like, guys, There's why? More. Yeah. yeah. And, yep. and you know, it just, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I appreciated David digging in there a little bit too. And just say like, God is literally brokenhearted for you. Yeah. Yeah. And cause, cause I think we assume God bad at us. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so does would, God yeah. get sad? Yeah. Yeah. God, I mean, God has a full range of healthy emotions. God experiences those emotions in ways that are pure and holy, right? But Jesus, right? Jesus wept, right? He wept wow. for the city of Jerusalem. And he, he's like, how long have I, and I mean, he uses the word longed, like it's his deepest desire. I've longed to do this, but you wouldn't listen. Right. And, and I mean, he weeps when his friends are, are sad at Lazarus's mm -hmm. tomb. Like, I mean, Jesus demonstrates this full range of emotions. Um, you know, when God says, I'm sorry that I made them in Genesis six mm -hmm. before the flood, that is sorrow. I mean, he's not just speaking. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry that this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Like it was worth it. 
right? right? He, he's not saying I. He's not saying, boy, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. He he's saying though, like like this hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel sorrow that this is where we're at and this is what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, God definitely feels that, and and the Holy Spirit as mm-hmm. as the third person of the Trinity feels it when we when when we get stuck living an old life um i did have a question that came up uh on sunday that i don't think he talked about it yeah so correct me if he did um but verse 26 mm-hmm. um it says be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger um so god's telling us to be angry um i, I think caught up a little later too I think God is telling us it's okay to be angry, okay. right? He's not commanding yeah. anger. Right. Um, he's not commanding anger as much as like, he's... Is he talking about righteous anger or no? I, I think mm-hmm. he's just talking about emotion. Right. Okay. Right? Like, I know you're going to have this. Well, I, I think if you if you look like, at this, this whole thing is about him saying, like, let go of this old mm-hmm. life and embrace this yeah. new life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And these are things that... These are differences, right? He, he set up this dichotomy of this is what you used to practice this kind of impurity, right? But that's not what you heard in Jesus and put off your old self and, and, and live this new way. Um, and this idea of anger, right, is you used to be angry and then you lashed out and you acted out in your anger, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Instead, be angry and don't sin, mm-hmm. Right. Because, and then he even goes a step further because when you sin in anger, you allow the devil to have a foothold, Mm -hmm. but anger is itself. Again, anger is not a bad emotion. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with it. That causes us. When I was a school counselor, an elementary school counselor, we used to do this silly little activity. It was about second, third grade, you know, where you'd ask all the kids, you know, raise your hand. If you ever got in trouble for being angry and you know, they'd all, of course we have, and and you'd have to break it apart for them that no, 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 you got in trouble because you ripped your book or because you bit somebody or because you swore or because whatever. And so you, you start to separate behavior from emotion. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's basically what he's, yeah. what he's saying there is look, you be angry. Mm-hmm. Jesus was angry. Right. And you talk about righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Anger that isn't sinful mm-hmm. is righteous. Mm-hmm. Any emotion that isn't sinful is righteous, right? Because it really is what we look at. It's 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 either wrong or it's good, right? Um, and and there really isn't a lot of middle ground here. And so, um, if you're angry at sin, at your you know when your kids sin, okay, I'm angry about that, mm-hmm. right? My response to them is is the thing that will mark whether this was sinful or whether it was holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. and so, um, mm-hmm. that's that's the rub. I don't know if that answered your question well yeah. enough. But yeah. I, well, again, my translation, the New Living Translation says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Yeah. So it just, yeah. yeah. Which is, just, is kind of the point mm-hmm. David made. I thought he yeah. did a real good job of laying that out. Like like part of living like the Gentiles do that we're trying to walk away from, like mm-hmm. living our old life, is that we let emotions be in charge. Yeah. Right? And and boy, right. Is that ever been more true than right now in our culture, right? That we just let our emotions, no matter what side of something we're on, Mm -hmm. our emotions dictate what we're allowed to do, Mm -hmm. right? right? Because if I really feel this strongly, then I get to act like a jerk. Mm -hmm. I get to say mean things. I get to post mean memes. I get to do all of these things. And (laughs) passive aggressively. Yeah. Well, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, 
or overtly aggressively, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. like oh, I get yeah. to disparage somebody I've never met in person, yeah. or I get to do what, and and, and so it carries this mm-hmm. real significant weight yeah. uh, when he says, you know, when when mm-hmm. David made that point that embracing the new life means we no longer are controlled by our emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still have them. Right. We're still emotional beings, and that's part of what it means to be made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. But part of walking in the new way in a manner worthy of that which we've been called is that we don't allow ourselves to be controlled by those Mm -hmm. emotions so i thought that was just a real a real good solid point and that the Mm -hmm. same thing right that's that's in the same dichotomy be angry don't sin right right Mm -hmm. have stuff but don't Don't steal steal. yeah right like 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 speak to each to other, do, but then he's speak also to each it. other in this way, but yeah. don't lie, right. right? Don't, don't hurt each yeah. other with your talk. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. this, it's this yeah. compare contrast. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you did before you had the Holy spirit living in you, the grace of yeah. God that was moving you forward. Don't do that anymore because yeah. you have the grace of God living in you, moving you forward, mm-hmm. embrace the grace of God that's in you, the Holy spirit and work on it. Yeah. Well, in 18, it talks about the hardness of heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like all of those, the be angry and the stealing, all of that is comes when you have the hard heart. And so, um, I liked how David had talked about, like, it's not an instant fall that slowly and surely you do one thing and then it leads to another thing and it leads to another mm-hmm. thing. And sometimes I think we hear people say like, I just don't even know how I got to this place. Yeah. And it's just not recognizing and mm-hmm. being accountable for every single thing you do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And when, I mean, there, your heart's hard and however long and you had no idea how it got there. Yeah. And so I think it's yeah, being intentional about your emotions and why you're feeling them and how to handle and not, Mm-hmm. just letting it build up and build up until yeah. that's how yeah. sin is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would be a whole lot easier if it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, the extreme, it, but it's just gradual. Like it's, you know, not, if, not if getting it, the Bible and not attending church and not being with mm-hmm. other Christians. And it's like these little things that, you know, I mean, even going to sports consistently on a Sunday and it's, it's all those little things. And then all of a sudden your heart is yeah hardened to all of this and, mm-hmm. and you don't know how we got here. And I think, right. I think with COVID dry, we've seen that a lot. And hard and, yeah. and, and I think, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're all smart enough and this is where we're going to talk about spiritual warfare as we get to chapter six and, and we're really going to deal with mm-hmm. that. Um, but Satan isn't stupid. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Satan knows that if for, for us Christians, mm-hmm. right, if the choice is follow me mm-hmm. or follow God, mm-hmm. we're all going to be smart enough mm-hmm. to say, I'm not oh my, following yeah. you. I'm yeah. following God. Mm-hmm. Right. So he doesn't make that the choice. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Absolutely. He makes yeah. the choice. These other these small things, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. small things, yeah. small things. And then, and then all of a sudden, this, hey, yeah. just sleep in today. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's just well, one Sunday. Or yeah. that, or, yeah. or, or, or you're tired. You worked hard. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, and we're talking about then, you know, our, our relationship with church, but it's anything, Any, right? Yeah. Like, you know what? You worked hard today. Just, just have one extra drink. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then now my nightly drink has become two drinks. You know, the next yep. thing you know, I'm polishing off three bottles of wine mm-hmm. a week or whatever yep. the case might be. I'm sorry, did that yeah. hit too close to home? No, uh, I, I was mean, just like, wow, that's a lot of wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I saw the look on your face and you're like, oh, is, had, that, is that too much? She's like, um, oh, no. <laughs> no, I've had the same bottle of wine I've been working on for like two months. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and here's the thing. That's not to say but that. The, like, yeah. Drink wine if you yeah. want to drink wine. I drink whiskey, right? Yeah. It is what it is. But, but right. if I'm drinking a bottle of whiskey a night, mm-hmm. then I've allowed myself over time. I've yeah. never, like, like the first time I had a glass of whiskey, mm-hmm. right? I didn't drink a bottle. Yeah. Right. right? 
So, so it's not like all of a sudden that happened, but, but boy, if a little bit at a time you start to compromise, right? right? If a little bit at a time you start to watch things, you know, you shouldn't, right? Nobody wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm going to watch porn today. Right. Right. But if a little bit at a time you start exposing yourself to things that you shouldn't, then all of a sudden here you are and you're like, how did I get here? Well, it was a, it's a slow walk. Yeah. It reminds me. Because Satan knows what he's doing. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories from our Genesis study, um, about a guy named, I think his name's Antoine Yates, who shows up at the ER with a bite mark on his arm. And they're like, how did you get this bite mark? And he's like, oh, it was a, it was a pit bull. I got bit by a pit bull. And the doctors were, you know, once they got to looking at it, they're like, there's no way that that was a pit bull. It's a lot bigger. Um, and so they ended up sending police officers to his apartment. This is like in New York City. And um, they like, make a little hole to look in because they could hear stuff going on inside the apartment. It's like a tiger and they or look something. In, yeah, I know. It's they look in, and it is a full-grown Bengal tiger. Oh, no. I was I just yeah, I thought tiger. it was going to be like, a tiger. Oh, yeah. wow. And, you know, it's one of those things. He didn't bring a Bengal tiger, like a full-grown yeah. tiger home. He no, he brought a little a cub. Yeah. And he fed it. Yeah. and nurtured it and his neighbors yeah. were like why are you he this guy yeah. must really like chicken he's buying all this chicken but you know over time it yeah. grows and that's mm-hmm. and it was crouching waiting to devour him just like sin does yeah. to us and that's finally, a great illustration it turned on him yeah. you know yeah. and did what it was wired to do which was to attack and well, right yeah so i mean yeah. you know you know yeah. the the old um it, it feels cheesy but it's so mm-hmm. true right the mm-hmm. old saying right sin will take you further than you wanted to go yeah. mm-hmm. and it'll keep you longer than you wanted to stay yeah. mm-hmm. we can't dabble in sin yeah. and and expect to to walk away unscathed right yeah. mm-hmm. um except we do right we do dabble mm-hmm. in sin and yeah. we do expect to walk away unscathed and then we're surprised when it doesn't work yeah. And and that's that's I think a lot of what of what Paul is getting at in chapter 4, right? Is he's just saying like like don't grieve, don't don't bring sorrow to God. You're not that anymore. Like he's not saying like man, if you keep making this mistake, you're going to go to hell. That's not what he's saying, right? And so so we we don't want to paint this negative picture of like oh, you're going to hell if you keep tripping. Right. Because here the good news is we were sealed for the day of redemption. Right. right. So let's mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and and, and, yeah. and so I know there's some different thoughts about about the permanency sure. of that, but I, I really, you know, I think David, I wish he was here because I even wrote. We'll get my, into it next week. I, I wrote in my notes when he said something about that on Sunday. I wrote, "Ooh, David just became." <laughs> um, uh, but no, I'm sure. I'm sure that's not the case. But, but, but sure. I mean, I think I think this idea, right, that that we are sealed for the day of redemption, whatever that means. It certainly means that. I'm more secure than my screw up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like however we, we ferret that out, I'm more secure than my stupid. And when I trip and when I fall and, and or even when I walk knowingly um, somewhere I shouldn't be, God isn't abandoning me there, but he is saying, dude, mm-hmm. come on. Right. I have something so much better. Mm-hmm. Walk in a manner worthy of which you've been called. I died for you to free you from that crap. Stop going back there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I think we have to have the right yep. mindset when we approach right. this stuff. Um, so where are we going this week? Uh, we're talking about, we're continuing, right? What does it mean to walk worthy? Mm-hmm. And and chapter five is, uh, at least this, this first chunk in chapter five is all about what does it mean to walk in the spirit then? So we talk about walking as God, you know, if we're following God, we, we walk 
um, we imitate, we walk in love, we walk in the spirit, we walk in, in, um, you know, in, in wisdom and we do these things. And then as we get to the end of chapter five, he's telling us how to walk in our marriage relationship and why that matters, how to imitate God there. And then chapter six at the beginning, he's how do you walk in, um, parenting relationships mm -hmm. and walk in other relationships with believers. That'll be good. Um, and then finally, how do you walk in battle, mm -hmm. um, as you, as you deal with the spiritual warfare. And okay. so, um, really this, this whole second half of Ephesians, right? We keep saying it, keep saying it. People are probably starting to, to get sick of hearing it, but it's just the truth. We, we've been called to something new. Mm -hmm. We've been brought near to Christ. We've been made one new body. We're being built into the temple of God, the body of Christ. And now the rest of the, the letter is how do we walk in this reality? Mm -hmm. And that's what we continue to tackle is how do we walk this way? All right. Thanks for listening. All right.